I think he's sense. smart enough. I think he's smart enough that he like put in some little Easter egg things into the first game. People read the shit out of him, like really dug way too deep. And he was smart enough to go, uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or to be coy and go, maybe that's what I meant. And like, no, it's just, just maybe. I, maybe. I think that's what it is. I, 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 I think he's a smart enough guy to, yeah, exactly. To know that he could, <laughs> he could get away with it, uh, and, and just take the credit if he was quiet enough. Yeah. Yeah. As much as you can possibly get. Yeah. That's, as you can get, that's as my you can impression get, of Scott you know? Cawthon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what else is my impression of Scott Cawthon? <laughs> What's that? Hey there, everybody. Welcome to <laughs> Pixel It. My name is Kevin. With me, as always, is Phil. Today, we're talking about a movie. That's right. We're talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. The film. The film. The film. It, it was directed by Emma Tammy. Screenplay by Scott Cawthon, Seth Cudaback, and Emma Tammy. Uh, it was uh, it's a Blumhouse movie. Yeah, um, which you know you're gonna be your mileage may vary. Uh, it, that's that's really the name of the game for them, isn't it? It's just. <laughs> Uh, it, 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 I can remember a time when I saw Bloomhouse uh, uh, on the uh, in the in the opening credits and everything, and I went, "Oh, okay." And and all right, dude, dude this woman directed The Wind. Did you see The Wind? Oh, The Wind was. I, I didn't. Wasn't The Wind terrifying? Yes, it was not <laughs> half bad. So, you know what's funny about The Wind is that uh, Erdorf was hired to make a video game tie-in to it. You were saying Emma Tammy directed The Wind. Yeah. Uh, and Erdorf uh, uh, did a video game based on The Wind. Right. Yeah. It's just Which like is a wild. Little, it was similar kind of style, right? Yeah. To similar Faith. to Faith. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, interesting um, I saw someone do a let's play of it. Uh, I think at one point, um, it's it's fascinating that he, just so weird. Anyway, we're yeah. we're completely off track already, just because there's <laughs> something more interesting to talk about well, yeah, other than the, this the, movie. <laughs> the point is, is this movie it was it, it was directed by a horror director who actually made something. Uh, her it was her feature debut uh, in 2018, The Wind, which is actually pretty competent. It's not perfect. It's it's not uh, the greatest horror film I've ever seen, but it's actually pretty cool. I remember it being uh, uh, very effective. You know, if say. you're gonna do a horror movie out on the plains, uh, more power to you. you Absolutely. Know? About you know that's that's I'm I'm for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah the. the Five Nights at Freddy's. It's starring Josh Hutcherson. Ugh. Who is that? You might ask. It's Peta from yeah. the Hunger Games movies. In one what of has his he... most miscast roles ever, ever, ever. Um, we got Elizabeth Lale. You'd be like, who is she? And be like, have you seen you? You've. She's the first season. She's the first victim, basically, <laughs> in you. Um, 
And you got uh, you got Mary Stuart Masterson, who I guess is doing it for the paycheck. Uh, she must be just just playing I mean, Aunt Evil. Aunt Evil. No. Um, and and probably the person acting circles around everybody in this movie, Matthew Lillard. As, yes. Yes. Who <laughs> I'm always happy to see. Always, I'm always happy to see. Happy to see Matt Lillard. In something, one of like, our one one of our geek brethren in arms. I love that man. <laughs> he is his whole career. It feels like lately has just been making geeky shit, and I'm proud of him for it. It's great. It's like, oh, it's Matt Lillard, and you're like, yeah, yeah that's great. Um, he was a uh, god. He's been doing things forever, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. He has just been. He's just been been around doing stuff. He's been, He's the been voice. working on his own edition of like House on Haunted Hill, the the uh, uh, not House on Haunted Hill. What's the game? The uh, the 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 like paranoid haunted people game. Uh, it's an Avalon Hill game, uh, I think. Uh, oh, I don't know. Hold an, on. He's, he, wor- he's, he's worked he's on, working on a board game. Betrayal at House on Hill at the House on the Hill. Uh, okay. He, he, he did. He's doing something with like an edition of that. Like I think actually helping design it or something like that. It's it's all over uh, Avalon Hill's uh, Instagram lately, and it's like cool. Like <laughs> that's really neat. <laughs> so you know what's really interesting about, and this is obviously well known by Scott Nicewander, who is a friend of the pod, mm-hmm. host of um, it's probably not Aliens and uh, Scuba File. Uh, Matt Lillard has been the voice of Shaggy mm-hmm. in Scooby-Doo cartoons pretty much since he played the live action version of Shaggy. I didn't know that. In the That's movies. fun. Yeah. Um, starting in 2010, which I imagine, I guess, what's his name? Uh, had to retire first. Um, oh, Casey Kasem. Casey, <laughs> Casey I think Kasem. He, I think he died. Yeah. <laughs> Retired by, I mean, by dying. The Casey big Kasem. retirement. The big retirement. <laughs> he went to the big retirement in the sky. <laughs> and he went up to there and he was like, on with the countdown. Um, <laughs> Casey Kasem's voice is 90% it's in my head because of Ghostbusters. Sure. Because yeah. in the middle middle uh, montage of Ghostbusters, you have Casey Kasem narrating uh the uh, about like and then they 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 busted some spooks down at the club and then they danced the night away at- that's right that's right <laughs> oh that's absolutely oh yeah 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 <laughs> oh god love it's, it it's a real testament to the staying pat like the power of new york city media that oh, casey Kasem is like so well known Oh um, yeah, absolutely. But uh anyway, that's diversion number two. 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 That's Not just us reading the last the, one. We, that's just us reading who's in the movie. Yeah, it's true. Um this movie's made a lot of money for its budget. Uh, of course it did. Of course it did. The animatronics, which is the best thing I'll say about the movie. Yes. Were made by um uh, Jim Henson's workshop. Of course. Um, yeah. It's not CGI. They're actual, actual real puppets. They, they're which is, very impressive. They are very impressive. Very impressive. 
Yeah. So, okay, this movie, it, we start out with a uh, just a little scare sequence. There's like a security guard at Freddy's and he's running around and he's like, ah, and uh, he's captured. And then he's basically put into a saw trap. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, 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 like yeah. The, the, the movie FNAF saw. version of a saw trap. The FNAF version of a saw trap. Like, basically, uh, he's like, I'd like you to play a game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Calliope music playing in the background. Yeah. It's <laughs> security guard number one. <laughs> Watch the trailer. It's in the trailer. You, you'll it's in the yeah, trailer. Yeah, um, so we get a uh, we we cut to uh, our our main character Peta, and uh, he's we get a little like back and forth between him and a friend of his. Is that friend of his going to appear ever again? No, don't worry Absolutely about it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, we're not here. We're not making friends here. Just just move on. A book he's reading about dreams. And how they could be real or something real. Like, <laughs> you never forget anything. You just have to try to remember it. Yep. Um, and uh, then he uh, beats the shit out of a, a dad. That yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks is he thinks is a stranger danger situation, yep. um, which, you know, uh, not great. Gets fired. Yeah, yeah, he has no evidence of this. He just sees no evidence of this. He, he just sees, sees a little kid looking for somebody, and then this older man walks him away, and the kid seems stressed out by this fact. And anybody who's ever been in a room with children for longer than five minutes know that even I don't care if it's a blood relative, your kid's gonna look uncomfortable as shit with you half the time. That's that's not enough. He basically drowns him in a uh, in the in the mall fountain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he does. He, he, he beats the shit out of him, drowns him in the mall fountain, nearly gets pulled off of him. Uh, he's now talking to a career counselor, which, you know, this is set in the nineties because that was like a trope that died hard in the year 2000. Uh, you don't have career account. You don't have that person. (sighs) That's just not really a thing. It's not a thing. You don't, (laughs) you, you don't have with the internet and all that stuff. You don't need this guy who is just like, yeah, I found you. Here's some jobs you can apply for. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's just not a thing you know, it's, it's, it was just an extension of the guidance counselor that you needed to put in all your high school movies. And that was like the, yeah. And that was like the career path for guidance counselors back in the day. Then you got promoted to career counselor and your job is even sadder. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And and this is and this is Matthew uh, Matthew Lillard uh, uh, and he's and he's Matthew terrific. Lillard and he's terrific in this in this scene. You know he's he's amazing. He's kind of um, twitchy, you know, and just, twitchy. Yeah, uh, doing his best best like I'm not Matthew Lillard voice. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I was like I was looking at him and I was like, when did when did Matthew Lillard uh, get old? And then oh, yeah. I realized, you know, like, well, we all got old. We all got old. <laughs> Matthew Lillard looks fine for 53. He looks terrific. He's, he's, he's doing great. He was always a weird, bug-eyed looking dude. And, and now he's just an old, weird, bug-eyed looking dude. He looks fine. Yeah. He's, but I, but when, I'm with you. I, I, I thought the same 53. words. He's 53. That's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's a real bummer, man. We love you. We love you, Lillard. 
Come be on our show. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's like, well, you gotta, you get this one job, and it's the only line that made me laugh in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Is and it's because of Matthew Lillard's del- delivery. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, the pay is bad, uh, but the hours are worse. <laughs> yeah, it's a great delivery. It really is. <laughs> It really He's, is. It's he good. just nails the timing on that delivery, and I just, I was, I was, uh, uh, I was cracking up. Oh yeah, he's great. He's. I'm always happy to see him, and he was. Yeah, he's terrific in this part. He is terrific. Um, so yeah, I uh, basically what happens next is like uh, social services is going to take his uh, sister away because their aunt wants the. Uh, wants the kid and what well, kind of that big fat government cheese. Yeah. I, There's a lot of like, you can tell Scott Cawthon was involved. Yeah. In this because there's some like vaguely like old school right wing, like panic stuff. Like, yeah. first of all, first of all, like the, like kids being kidnapped like that, which yep. is like, sure it happens, but I, if you, if you don't come at me, go listen to, if you're, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, wait a minute, Kevin, kidnappings happen all the time. Please go listen to the, you're wrong about episodes uh-huh. on this. Um, I believe it was, uh, was it still when Michael Hobbs was still on the show? I can't remember. It probably was, but go listen to these. The, it doesn't happen like this the way you're thinking of it um it's like it's a it panic has of its time it has happened before don't get me wrong and i'm not denying that it's happened but of course the way the panic uh kind of has like catches wildfire it's it's mostly a, a right wing uh a push of like this is happening everywhere yeah there's a half million kids being abducted a year a year and we're like well no there's a lot of kids that get reported missing because of custody agreements. Right. Like, like a parent has them. It's not <laughs> a shadowy cabal. And, it's not yeah. a shadowy cabal. And and uh, then you've got the the aunt who uh, 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 Peter kind of offhandedly throws out the idea of like, well, she just wants the paycheck she'll get for taking care of him, which is not a paycheck worth having. By the way, it's just not a strong enough motive. It it just sounds like the idea was written by someone who uses the term welfare queen a lot. Right. Uh, it, exactly. It's, it's you're not making you're not making like bank because you get to take care of, by the way, your own dead sister's kid. It's her actual niece. So I don't think you even get I'm not sure there is a lot of assistance for that. I think it's just like, no, this is your blood. You're going to take care of her now. Right, uh, exactly. But yeah. she wants that sweet government cheese, and that's kind of oh, yeah. like it's like a it's like a I don't know. I just I just worry about the uh it's like the welfare, like yeah. you know, the the Reagan like welfare queen scamming type bullshit. It's not it's not crazy heavy, but it's absolutely there. It, it's, it's absolutely there. there. It's there, and yeah. um yeah, I'm not I yeah. Um, so anyway, that's just just continuing on. Oh, and by um, the way, this little girl 
this little girl, we're, we're real concerned about her. Uh, she's got a, a school shrink, basically, who's super concerned about her because uh, she draws a lot and has imaginary friends that she talks to. Which, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, that sounds like, like no child ever. Uh, sounds it, like no child I've ever seen before. Um, none. It's. It's just it's just a really weak start to the explanation and the exposition for everything we're going to have to deal with in this in it's this film. such it's such a heavy handed setup. Yeah. Just to get a guy a fucking security job. Yeah. At a place with killer animatronics. Yes. It's it's so it's and this and this is a problem with the whole film. The whole film. It's so overly complicated. It does not need to be as comp and yet, and yet makes still, still is boring and makes no sense. It just, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, this is just the beginning of it. (laughs) Apparently on the on the Wikipedia page, Chris Columbus was originally going to direct it. Chris Columbus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it would have been any better. No, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, no. Okay, so he wrote, so Chris Columbus, just for backstory, just for mm-hmm. backstory, started his career as a writer, okay? Diversion he number was, three. Diversion number three. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what are his writing credits? Gremlins, The Goonies, mm-hmm. um, and then he gets into directing and he directs Home Alone, right? Yes. So, which is, um, he directs Home Alone. Uh, what's his name? Doesn't direct Home Alone. Uh, most people confuse it with uh, that it was directed by who's the other oh, who's that oh, Chicago um, uh, John Hughes John Hughes John yeah, Hughes wrote yeah. it he didn't direct it yeah, um, yeah. and then Chris Columbus uh, a nice string of hits you know Home Alone Home Alone Two Mrs Doubtfire a lot of family um, hits you know like he, Harry he Potter did the, he did Harry the first Potter, two Harry Potter first two I Harry think. Potters yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know kind of falls off a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, who cares? At that point, he's got more money than God. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it would have been fine if he had a say in the script because he he did he did write Gremlins. And I would have to... That's kind of like the tone, I think, that this movie needed. Yeah. I think it just needed... it. It needed to go further into that dark that black comedy kind of thing like yes yeah because it goes into some grim places it's not that it's afraid to go it but it doesn't it doesn't go far enough you know it it, they're trying to do too much which is a a real which is always an issue when you're making a a movie out of such a big franchise you know it is yeah um so continuing the plot run through uh (laughs) mike who takes sleeping pills to to like lucid dream or something like that. He has a dream about his brother's kidnapping. Um, and then he sees some five, some children who were, who are, they weren't there during the kidnapping, but they've just yeah. invaded his dreams and they run away when he, he, he approaches them. Um, it's weird. All right. Yeah. So nothing really happens on that first night. Uh, I don't think anything's, I'm double checking my notes. Uh, oh, he does see Balloon Boy. 
Um, yeah, he says you're gonna get a little <laughs> a little weak balloon boy jump scare. A little weak balloon boy jump scare, and that's it. And by uh, the way, for a for a movie that is based on a franchise that's bread and butter is based entirely around jump scares, there were so few jump scares, and they were not good. They were really no, they were not jump good. scares. It was really, really mediocre stuff. Really yeah. weak sauce, guys. Come on, yeah, you can do better. Um, seeing a tiny balloon boy sitting in a, in a, a locker, not going to do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's this scene, um, where, <laughs> uh, Aunt, Aunt Evil is, uh, yeah. talking to, uh, Max, who is the girl who babysits, um, Mike's sister while yes. he's at work. And her brother, and they're at a diner, and they're they're figuring out a plan to get to, to get rid of Mike, and 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 get that government money. Yeah, um, that's sick, sick. And she's and she's offering them a lot of money. To right, <laughs> I gotta look this up. How much money is what? Did they ever like specify how much money she was they were getting? No, but I did do some some searching. Oh, you have research. I have done some research and it, it it's all very circumstantial. It depends on a lot of things, but like the most you get for this kind of thing, the most is like a thousand dollars a month. Like it's it's not it's not money that's like gonna that like is worth getting into the criminal element, ruining people's lives, destroying families, tearing them apart so you can get that cool 12 grand a year. Uh, and she and, and and here's the thing. And I told my wife this because bless her heart. She watched this with me. Um, I would actually kind of buy that argument if Aunt Evil was like some white trash redneck lady living in a fucking trailer park or something like that. Cause yeah, that, that, that's money that's worth it to them at that point. I know those people I'm related to those people. Uh, like <laughs> that, I would, that I would buy, but it evils this like, I am from those people. <laughs> I am from that blood. And, and I, so I've seen it happen, but she's like this upper middle-class wasp. Uh, it's, it's, like wouldn't be worth it she to her. She is a lawyer on Retainer, who, right. by the way, that lawyer's second best actor in this movie. Second best actor, second best character. Love that guy. <laughs> Loved him. He was in two whole scenes, and it was it was one of the greatest shames that they never brought him back. He it's was just wonderful. Amazing. Just he's it's, wonderful. He's just this this pudgy, schlubby kind of dude. In a ill-fitting suit, holding his suitcase like a child holds his lunchbox, and staring wide-eyed straight into the empty void, uh, uh, like just staring off into the middle distance, and occasionally snapping back to his senses when Aunt Evil like says, "Hey, hey!" and gets him, and, and he's hilarious. He's so good. Why was he in this more? He has the expression on his face. The way, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lips Manless from Dick Tracy looked all the time. Yeah, yeah. Just like. <laughs> big boy, what are you doing, big boy? <laughs> it's, he's fantastic. He's hilarious. 
That dude is great. That that guy, that guy, somewhat, I hope that actor got, because he's not, I, I, I don't recognize, he's not anybody really. He's not a, he's not I a. I feel like I saw him at something else recently. Really? Like I've never seen him before, but I hope this guy gets more work after that. Cause that's the kind of little standout thing that like your fucking agent can like help sell you on, you know? <laughs> yeah. I am, I am, I'm looking, I am looking him up. Um, I, uh, Michael P. Sullivan as Doug. And, uh, let's see. Oh, I knew I saw him in something else recently. Cause I just watched Renfield last night. Okay. Yeah. I watched that. <laughs> he's, Who was he in he's, that? He's in the, um, he's one of the support group guys. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. He's yeah, just yeah, in yeah. the credits listed as weird Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's he's in Twisted Metal. He was in the, oh okay. I'm not sure if he had was he he might have been wearing a mask because he's credited as Butcher Number Two. Yeah, I yeah. He, I mean, uh, it looks yeah. like he's doing okay for for yeah. the kind of kind of bit part stuff. But for I that, hope this helps him get more because that he was honestly one of the more enjoyable aspects of this film. <laughs> he was great. He did a great job. So. Uh, yeah, there. The plan is that they are going to uh, do some crime uh, mm -hmm. to the place where Mike works, and um, the lawyer Doug is like, "I can't be hearing this," um, yeah. <laughs> and like and tries to push his way out of the booth at the like, Denny's. I, they're all standing. I can't, in. Be, I can't be hearing this. Um, yeah. It's a, he gets this moment of clarity. He goes, I just realized I shouldn't be listening to any of this. <laughs> He's a real good lawyer. He's really good. Um, so, uh, then one of them is like, uh, then the, the waiter is like, hey, wouldn't you like to order some lunch? And it's the most important meal of the day. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the guy's like, Bre I thought breakfast was the most important meal of the day. And the waiter turns around and he rips his face off to it's Tom Cruise. And then he, he Tom cruises off the mission impossible mask and it's Matt Pat <laughs> fucking. And he goes, and clearly Emma Tammy was like, not interested in fucking like taking more than one take because Matt Pat like delivers his, that's just his theory. And he delivers it in the most like he like stumbles over it. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's 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 dumb. It's badly done. It's just it's so bad. It's, it's so, so fucking bad. Oh, so anyway, it's on to night two. And uh, yeah, he's uh, Mike is is has the same dream. He's. Uh, he confronts one of the kids, he's attacked, um, and he wakes up and he's actually like bleeding a little bit, mm -hmm. um, because if you die in the dream, you die in real life. Yes, of course. Um, then he meets a cop, um, not a cop, not a uh, cop, not a cop, uh, who is played by Elizabeth Lale, um, who is just so badly cast in this. So badly cast. Like this. she looks like the captain of the track team, not a fucking cop. Like <laughs> it's so off-putting. Her 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 role because she kind of comes out of nowhere. She just poofs into existence, 
in her cop car, spends the night in the fucking Five Nights at Freddy's with this guy, just like, like, just like, are you ready for some cool shit? Let's look and watch these animatronics dance. And like, and I, and I, and I said, I don't know if she's real. She might be like a dead ghost girl or something like is that. She, that's, yeah. Are we, is he hallucinating this? Right. What's going that's on? how surreal and out of the goddamn blue she is. And on top of that, she looks unlike any cop I've ever seen in my life. She's just like, she's just like this chipper cheerleader looking girl in a cop's uniform. It looks like a Halloween costume. She, it it, it does, does look like a Halloween costume. It, it, it's complete bullshit. It's crazy. Um, and then she puts on the music and the 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 Five Nights at Freddy's dance. Um, we are the Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes. Um, and they're doing their thing. And what's the um, what song do they play at that point? Oh, One of the- it was uh, oh oh I I hear the secrets that you keep when you're talking in your sleep. Okay, I hear the secrets that you keep <laughs> when you're talking in your sleep. The romantics, yeah. The soundtrack for this movie, the the the, the songs they choose are not half bad. I will say. Um. <laughs> and yeah, and they're dancing, and it's it's so strange because it's not like even a cover. It's like the actual old school version. It's just of the, the song. It's the it's, romantics. It's the, it's song, the song, and you've got Freddie like. It's. If you've, been to a Chucky, you've been to a Chuck E. Cheese, you yeah, know yeah. it's just like the animatronics just have th- these two things, right? You yeah, get just the, rocking back and forth. You know, <laughs> the legs don't even move. It's just like, it's only, anyway. It's so weird. <laughs> and she's so happy that they're doing this. Oh, she loves it. She loves she it. She loves it. Um, so later that night, early morning, whatever, the gang of hoodlums show up. Yes. Mike is gone at this point. And they get in there, and this is the only, like, this is the only mass kill scene, really, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it comes in at, at right under midpoint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and not even during one of the nights of Freddy's. <laughs> no, it's during the day. It's... <laughs> Um, so they go in and there's some good kills here. It's pretty cool kills. Yeah. Cupcake really is the MVP. Is Cupcake, there... I was not, I was surprised at, at how much of a, the, the, uh, the grand really? slaughter Cupcake took credit for. Yeah. I mean, Cupcake does uh face hugger. Yeah. Um, Classic. face huggers, a, a, a guy. Um, uh, I say, uh, all right, my note, I'm going to write my note. This is, uh, I'm, as I'm watching, these are the notes I wrote. Uh-oh, some goons are going to get fucked up. <laughs> Line break. Cupcake face hugger. Mm-hmm. Line break. Oh, Bonnie gets a kill. Line yep. break. Cupcake is the real MVP. Yeah. They send <laughs> Cupcake through the shafts, through the uh, ventilation shaft to to fuck shit up on the on the head goon. Uh <laughs> and, and, and uh, yeah. It's, it's- it's it's yeah it's bad uh but then yeah. um so max i think is waiting in the car and she goes in to check things out and she sees a little boy and she follows the little boy and it's uh she runs into the room where the little boy is and it's yeah. it's a it's freddy is standing there and she's like okay well the little boy i guess cra- crawled into his mouth question mark yeah i guess she gets on a stool to look in freddy's mouth 
And then the little boy ghost arm grabs her, pulls her in, and the Freddy animatronic bites her in half. Yeah. And her legs fall off. Yeah, that it's it's a it's, it's a pretty I, pretty brutal. I didn't know they were going to go that hard. Yeah, I mean, if the if you're going that hard, yeah. Why not go harder? Right. You've it begs already the question. Yeah. You've already gone really damn hard. Yeah. You've With opened that one that door. Kill, you've opened the door. I feel like we could have had more. And 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 nothing like this happens again in the right. film. We don't get a kill this brutal ever, ever again. again. That's it. Yeah. And it's That's with it. this kind of throwaway character. It's it's Yeah, and she was like the she was the babysitter yeah. and you think she's kind of a good person. I guess she isn't. She has some reservations about the whole thing. Right. But then she gets the worst kill in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's so strange and the, and that's and that's just again like the issue with this is just it doesn't really it's trying to do everything all at once. It's trying to be all fan servicey. It's trying to introduce yet another timeline of the Five Nights at Freddy's games where like I told this so you to have Kevin. The game, you have the books, you have the movie. And they're all completely different backstories. Yep. And Scott Cawthon is involved in all of them. And it, it's just kind of more evidence that he just lucked into this shit that Matt Pat and the internet did what it did and 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 just kind of like turned this game inside out and came up with lore that I think is pretty excellent that I think Scott Cawthon was only like a quarter aware of yeah. anything he was doing there. And he mystery again, boxed and just enough. He JJ yeah. Abrams did just enough yeah. for the internet to do what the internet does. Exactly. And he was smart enough again to go and say, Oh yeah, sure. You're yeah. Well, you're and be coy about it. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. You're sure. Yeah. Right. Mm. You're so, right. You it, are right. <laughs> none of them. None, none of these timelines sync up it, it, at no, all. The books are completely different from the video games. It's completely different from this. It's all off. Yeah. So Max is dead. So Abby needs to come with Mike on on the next shift. Uh, so we're on we're on night three now. Yeah. Um, the animatronics come alive, and they they have they. It's just so sweet you know they build a fort yeah fucking stuff uh and then um whoop, whoop, whoop. And she's setting it up for a jump scare setting us up for a jump scare yep. she's got her braces she got her braces <gasps> today oh let's see them let's see them very nice very nice just get them all good and clamped in there yeah Oof. they hurt That's a lot <laughs> how how uh how how long do those last like 12 months i hate them <laughs> okay that's not you know when when your dad and i were growing up that those things went a lot longer than 12 months so yeah i think I, that's that's I good mine for like three years i think oh yeah, yeah absolutely it's either three years or like 12, one year i don't know we'll see it hurts a lot oh all right well go downstairs well, I'm on the thing. <laughs> Show me later. Love you. Sweetie. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, 
Anyway, anyway. Uh, it's it's lovely. Uh, Mike figures out that the animatronics are possessed by dead kids. Uh, yes. He kind of makes that leap. And um, he, yeah, he figures that out and confronts blonde cop lady about it and realize she knows about it too. Blonde co-op and she's very co-op. aware. Yeah. Um, uh, the next night, uh, Abby comes back with Mike and she uh, accidentally grabs the guitar that Bonnie is using, I think. Yeah. And it shocks her. And this was set up earlier when Bonnie is playing the guitar and he strums it and it like shorts out or something like that. Right, right. There's a there's a live current running through it for some reason. And they in no way feel like this is relevant to warn her about. Nope. Nope. Um so basically uh Vanessa is uh uh Vanessa's like you 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 must do not bring Abby back here. Or I will shoot you. Or I'll shoot you. Which is the most realistic cop aspect of this whole thing. She literally tells him she'll shoot him. Even though yeah. she was egging her on. Yeah. Like the moment, the moment that this, this she sees this little girl and she's like, we were gonna make a fort, and what would be the best thing to make a fort? And her brother's trying to like downplay this and be like we're not gonna do that we're not doing any of this crap and the fucking cops the one who's like well i think this table would make an excellent for it it's like dude you you're just as responsible as anybody else i'll shoot you how about that just stupid it's fucking stupid fucking nobody cops. everyone just kind of no one really has any memory of the things that they say or do from scene to scene and it just yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, Mike, like, Aunt Evil is going to babysit Abby for the next yep. time. Uh, Mike has a dream where he's like, uh, the kids are like, hey, if you give us, if you give us your sister, you can stay with Garrett forever because that we can do that. Yeah. And uh, Mike's like, okay. Um, which, all right, but wait, no, I don't want to wait. I changed my mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he gets sawed. Um, yep. yeah, he gets, he gets his turn in the mask with all the buzz saws. Like, would, uh, Mike, Michael, Michael Schmidt, would you like to play a game? <laughs> and by the way, fucking they, the character's name is Mike Schmidt, yep. which I, I hate that they named the character Mike Schmidt, like in the games, it's Mike Schmidt in the first yeah. one. And the, because fucking Mike Schmidt does not deserve to be associated with five nights at Freddy's. He is the best goddamn third baseman of all time in the major <laughs> leagues. Michael Jack Schmidt <laughs> played for the fucking Philadelphia Phillies <laughs> in the seventies and eighties. And he won a World Series with them, and he was the he was the best third baseman ever in the majors. And J- Scott Cawthon took that away from him. You listening, Scott Cawthon? These kids got no sense of history now. Michael Fucked Jack Schmidt. Fucked him up. Fucked it up. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Um, <laughs> can't say Mike Schmidt now, and be like, "Ooh, Five Nights at Freddy's." Like, no, no. No, I'm talking about Mike Schmidt. The Mike Schmidt. Talking about Mike Schmidt here. 
the Mike Schmidt. Yeah. The only one this podcast recognizes. How about the that? The only one. The only we one. We do not recognize the existence of other Mike Schmidts these, outside these, of- These fakey, fake Mike Schmidts. Fake Mike no, Schmidt. Fuck that. Fuck, fuck that. that. Um, so Mike gets out of the, the seat, um, and uh, I feel like, okay- I thought it was going to be like when we saw the guard in the first scene, he was fumbling with the the lock, right? Yeah. And he nearly gets it out and he gets killed. Yeah. And I was like, I was thinking, oh, okay. They set it up so that because the guard did that stuff in the first scene, it's going to be easy for him to get it out. But when they show Mike fucking with it. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same death. Yeah. Yeah. He just happens to get it. I was like, I was like, no, you could have had a like justified the reason he gets out by because, because Mike the other guy loosened the jar of pickles for him. Right, uh, yeah. security guard number one who got his face shredded off. Yeah, um. <laughs> which which never comes up. No one talks about that. No one talks about it. I yeah, I I took it as this. It felt to me like your second try. Of the game, like when you're right. trying to do the thing, uh, there was a trap. Like there was, there was in in uh, Sister Location, there was a uh, there was a level that was like that where you had to kind of like loosen these screws and all that shit. Um, and, uh, and and it made me think of that it's like the second or third or fourth time you tried to do it because it's identical, right? And, ooh, excuse me, sorry. This movie fucking bored the shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> and it's and he doesn't and we don't have a moment really. Where either characters, whether either Mike or the security guard number one, like look down and go, oh, a screw here, a bolt. If I could loosen, like we don't have a moment where they see it and recognize what it is. Or, they just, it, they almost act as if they know it's there. Like, like it, it right. does feel like a video game in that sense. We're like, okay, right. uh, this level, I know this level. You got to undo the screw. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so stupid. It's, it's silly. Um, so where are we? What happened here? Um, okay. Are you talking yeah, about he, like our lives existentially? How did we get yeah. to this point? Or so he, uh, uh, uh yeah. Okay. So the Freddy. Um, Freddie kills Jane, uh, super lamely. We don't even see any blood or anything. She's just like on the ground. Yeah. Uh, and t- kidnaps Abby and takes the taxi to the restaurant and the, and the guy is like, Oh, I got the weirdest people. <laughs> um, this, this like, like not really funny, like an incredible impression of a joke. Like, it's just, this guy's like, I got the craziest, uh, uh, taxi rides and uh, you got a giant bear in there. Oh, ho, ho. isn't <laughs> this amusing? <sighs> he like, sure uh, observation. He sure. That was a Seinfeld. Yeah. He's like, what's the deal with the bear? Yeah. He sure is. Yeah. And and honestly, the game, the movie takes place clearly in the nineties, uh, early mid nineties. It's, it's 90s, clearly like nineteen ninety six or something, which is appropriate because he is. This is what this cabbie driver is one of our two uh, people of color in the entire film, and he exists to do the very mid nineties thing of wow, that's crazy, like that whole shtick. Like right. it's it's bad. It's just yeah. 
I'm glad so, the guy got a paycheck, but he deserved better. He got it. Yeah, he deserved. Everyone deserved better. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> everyone ends up. But you know what? They the, the budget was twenty million, and it made two hundred million. So they probably are getting better if they got points on the yeah. Back end. yeah well, yeah, yeah. If their <laughs> their agent didn't screw them completely, yeah, they're they're probably doing fine. <laughs> so um, Vanessa t- tends to Mike's injuries. Uh, Vanessa also reveals that she's the daughter of William Afton, the serial killer, uh-huh. uh, who, and he was the one who murdered Mike's brother uh, and all the kids. Yeah. And uh, the animatronics have ghosts in them of the kids that he murdered, and they're under his control. And she's a cop with the resources of a local police department at her disposal and has done nothing, nothing but cover up for her dad. Nothing. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, they, they go and, Oh, there's a whole thing. Um, (laughs) it sure is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a it's basically fight scene, fight scene, everybody fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get fucking PETA gets a taser or a stun gun or what I don't forget what the difference is. I forget what it is. Yeah, it's he's a, got he's got the one stun that has baton, like the, I think. Is it is it a t- stun gun? No, it's the it's it's the one that fires the needles. Um, okay, stun gun, yeah. Stun gun. So he he's got the stun gun and he very handily takes out Almost everyone like yeah. with a stun gun, like it's, it's not even an issue. He fucking takes out Freddie and, and Bonnie and cupcake. And like, he just shocks them all out and, and he takes care of business in about five minutes. It's uh, right. It's done. It's done. It's done. And then uh, Steve, <gasps> wait a minute. Steve shows up wearing the yellow rabbit suit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Steve is William Afton, and he's been undercover for the past 10 years as Steve Raglan, career counselor. Humble local career counselor. (laughs) Humble local career counselor, Steve Raglan, uh, who just works a nine to five and occasionally points a schlub over to Five Nights at Freddy's uh pizzeria place uh to what the yeah, fuck yeah <laughs> so <laughs> stupid i appreciate anything that that gives us another twist where matthew lillard is the killer matthew uh, lillard's the killer I, you know I, what? I i i appreciate anybody who's like but the twist is that lillard's the guy ki- i i appreciate that fine you fine. know Fine. Uh, Worked for Scream. Sorry, Scream spoilers, but fucking. God, he was great in that. Fuck, he was great in that. Uh, yeah. That movie ruled. <laughs> he was so good in that. He was one of the best parts of that fucking movie. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah. And we get, we get a fight scene that's like two linebackers, like crashing into each other. It's just. Yeah. Which, which made me think of what, in my opinion, might be. Kind of the one major overarching issue with the scariness of the animatronics in this. Uh, right. Which is they focus so hard on the cumbersome, 
Jurassic Park heavy footed quality of these yeah. things. The Freddy will turn and you'll hear doom, doom, doom. As yeah. com- and that's and the whole thing about the game is that these things are huge. They're animatronics and they're completely silent. For the most part, like you, you hear little, but you don't. That's that's what's scary right. about like them. That, there's a there's a moment where like I remember in the game you could you could if you put the if you timed it right and you went to the hall turned the camera at the hallway at the right time you would see Foxy sprinting down the hallway at you. Yeah, yeah, Foxy. You, you slam the door shut. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was like, and it wasn't doom doom doom. It's 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 eerie and strange and unnatural. It's not meant to be that kind of that, but instead we've got like the Jurassic Park like ripples in the glass of water in the van in the uh, in the in the Jeep scene, and, and to me, and I think that honestly is like just a fun fundamental foundational issue with everything. It kind of bleeds into everything. That misunderstanding of what makes these things scary. Uh, right, really fucks things, and 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 that's what made me think of it—the fact that fucking the Springtrap bunny suit and him just basically knock into each other like a couple of kaiju over Tokyo, <laughs> and it's just there's no grace, there's no style, there's nothing creepy about it. It's just two guys clobbering each yeah, other. Yeah, it's it's Neon Genesis, Fred and Galeon. <laughs> Stupid. It's so stupid. God. What a waste of time. So anyway, fuck the things happen. Uh they find out it's the pictures that are controlling the kids. Um uh, Abby draws new pictures, the animatronics turn on Springtrap. Um yeah. and uh and turn on Springtrap. Um, ah. uh, um and then the spring locks. Uh, mechanism activate so no matter what if it's the book or the movie uh william afton is done in by uh the spring that's kind of the one through line the one through line is he gets killed by the spring locks he always dies the same way which okay Um, at least there's one thing i guess yeah Uh, yeah yeah uh vanessa is uh wounded she got stabbed at some point yeah by her dad i think that's just, uh, I just, mean, Debbie. That's that's that's. Oh, she's gonna need a lot of therapy. Yeah, um, she goes into a coma. Uh, that's pretty much the end of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, we get we get a brief moment where, um, uh, uh Mike's visiting his sister's teacher again and and like you can see her playing with other kids and she's just like it's a remarkable recovery i've never seen anything like <laughs> really because i would think if she watched a man die uh uh surrounded yeah. by animatronics and like i feel like she'd go further inside but i'm not a doctor uh so <laughs> fuck me yeah uh yeah yeah and it's like it's like Congratulations! Your sister went from uh, neurodivergent to neurotypical. Right, yeah. you've cured her well. with, <laughs> by exposing her to a man getting murdered to death by animatronics. Just like and it works in real life. <laughs> just like it works in real life. <laughs> now to cure autism. Just <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like that's that would be on Scott's wish list. I think um, so. I think so. And if you say I'm being on, if if and 
and audience, if you say I'm being unfair to Scott Cawthon, uh, no, I'm not. No. Uh, I'm not being unfair to him. Uh, I think it might be a little too fair. <laughs> I might be a little too fair. I could probably go, I've I've said choice words already in our other Five Nights at Freddy's about what I think of Scott Cawthon uh, as, uh, as kind of like a generally as a person. Um, and uh, it's not just a difference of opinion here. It's, you know, you can't with a straight face fucking support uh uh what's his name that senator from texas um uh cruz crew ted cruz you can't like donate to ted cruz and donald trump thousands and thousands of dollars and be like yeah i'm good person i'm cool eh. yeah we're just a little different you and i no we're just a little no. different you and i no. um so yeah, that's and so. What do you think of it, Phil? I, I I haven't picked up on what your thoughts on this I, movie yeah, are. Have I yet. not been clear? Uh, let, let me let me clarify. Uh, this was fucking awful. Um, and it's funny because so many people I've been I've been seeing opinions get rattled around, and overwhelmingly people have been like, "Well, this is not a good movie, but it's not terrible." And I so I was like, "Okay, well, that's not so bad. That's worth a lunchtime viewing." And uh, it was fucking awful. <laughs> just none of it made sense it just it didn't hang together well it didn't know what it wanted to be its fan service was flimsy and weak so you can, you're not even going to do that part right you know right. all i could think about and i know i do this a lot and i and i i listen to old episodes and i and i hear myself going if i wrote this i would blah 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 and and that's stupid and and obnoxious but i'm going to do it anyway i feel like all you, they overcomplicated this in a way that we keep seeing. We keep seeing them overcomplicate this thing. It's like, why not just a fucking movie that is literally Five Nights at Freddy's, this security guard doing his job? He probably doesn't even have a goddamn line in the whole film, and it's just him dealing with it and the fucking creep fest. Movies like Skinamarink have shown us that that kind of like, Slow right. burn, like that kind of shit can be really effective if you know how to use it. I don't see why it it just I know why. It's because it's a franchise and people expect certain things of you uh right. when you do that. But it just it's it's it, I'm not like a big FNAF fanboy, sure, but it's an effective horror game. Yeah, it's pretty effective. Why is this so hard for people to adapt? And I think it's because everyone needs to play around with the universe and get all complicated with it. It's like, no, no, the simplicity is what leaves its mark in the first place. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you? I, yeah. What did you I, think? I, I, so I agree for the most part. I think it's, it's pretty bad. I also think it's, I also think it's fine as baby's first horror movie. Uh, oh sure, sure. Uh, yeah. If you if you kind of look at it from that angle, I think it it works as like, all right, well, I'm introducing like a kid to horror. Is um, this was this PG thirteen? I don't yeah, know. PG thirteen. It was PG thirteen. So I think it works in that regards. Um, but if we're stripping away that layer of it, um, I think there's a lot of nonsensical. There's there there is so much. Uh, superstructure around this movie to force things to happen that don't need to actually happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We don't need 
we don't need Mike to have to protect a younger sister necessarily. Like, why does he, why is he taking this job? Well, I don't know. He got assigned there because mm-hmm. guess what? There's also, there's a number of ways, like just like a, a, a small research, just a little research into how like security firms work, right? People don't hire security guards. Mm-hmm. They hire a company, security companies, and then the security companies provide the security for uh, security guards. Yeah. Like that's like an easy way to go about it. Like, oh, we yeah. ha- hired a firm, and this is the guy. This is your assignment. He's this is your assignment. You know, um, you, you, <laughs> it doesn't need a full distressed life in order to be forced into taking this job necessarily. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I. There is just too much stuff. It's just too much. Yeah. Hat on top of a hat on top of a hat. And yeah, it's. And and by the way, fucking PETA, that kid is the worst bit of casting in the whole thing. And I include Miss Blonde and Beautiful Cop Girl in the whole thing. He's I. All right. He's this like basically PTSD riddled, like anger problem having grunty kind of like. He's a, he's a scrapper, he's a fighter, and he's he's troubled and all that stuff. I do not buy that from this actor for a fucking second. It is yeah. terrible casting. Terrible. Yeah. You know um, uh, who would have been perfect would be, um, oh, fuck, what's his name? The other guy that was uh, uh, Robert Pattinson. He could <laughs> have done what? this yeah. role. Yeah. He could have done this role. He could have exactly uh, just done his part from. Um, oh fuck! What's the what's the name of that? Um, uh, from Good Time. Oh yeah, he could have yeah, just yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. He could have just been his guy from Good Time, and it yeah. would have been fine. It would have been fine. <laughs> you know, he even could have done it in the part that, like, the way I kind of wish they would have done it. Where I wish we had some schlubby security like the first guy the guy who dies in the in the fucking cold opening i if i wish he was our hero like sitting there in a dim light you know under a bare bulb with an egg salad sandwich bored and looking at the security camera yes and and we've got a route for him somehow and robert pattinson still could have he could have still pulled that off i bet he could have all right you know who would have been perfect okay had he if this was like 10 years ago and he was still alive or whatever yeah uh harry dean stanton Oh, fuck. Yes. I, (laughs) I would watch the shit out of a Five Nights at Freddy's movie where the security guard is Harry Dean Stanton. Are you? Yes, absolutely. Just chain smoking and just going, oh, what the fuck is going? Like, I fucking love it. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Just give me a Harry Dean Stanton or, uh, or just a guy who is a guy who is that guy from the eighties or whatever. Yes. Give me, give me a, give me a Harry Dean stand. Give me a fucking Absolutely. Peter. Give me Peter Weller. Yes. Give me Peter Weller. Give yes. me, give me just one of these guys. Give me uh what's his fuck from the Terminator. Uh, uh, Oh, uh, uh Kyle Beale. Reese. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fucking chewing on a fucking room temperature bologna sandwich just like yeah smoking indoors because you were allowed to do that back then give me it like an 80s action slash horror character actor who is just done 
and put him in that role yes. as a security guard who just has to. And I now I need to watch uh, Willie's Wonderland, um, which oh, was yeah. the Nick Cage version of Five Nights at Freddy's. Did that do well? I mean, I, I don't know anything about that one. I mean, no, <laughs> it's about on on par with how this one did. At least, like, uh, um, no, Rotten Tomatoes gave it sixty one percent. That's better than I expected. <laughs> and I think, and I think, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's was something in the thirties for Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it had one uh, quarter of the budget. <laughs> All right, yeah, I, I feel like now we've got to watch that. Now we got to watch that. We might do another episode on Willy's Wonderland just to. Yeah, why not? Why not? Fucking why not? You know? Um, uh, yeah. So I guess those are our thoughts on Five Nights at Freddy's, the movie. Um, it's going to be a series now. It made too much money on that budget. It did. It did. We're going <laughs> to be watching a sequel. And it's somehow going to be even worse. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I really hope, as I say for every time, that there is something, um, I hope for the sake of the people in the movie that they move on to bigger and better things. Yes. I hope <laughs> I hope everybody involved got their fucking nut out of this and like and 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 are advancing their careers based on this. I hope they do well. I hope I hope they're 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 doing great. Uh because someone should be happy uh, <laughs> after this fucking movie. And it's not us. It's not the audience. So someone involved, the cast, the crew, the director, what, they, someone, someone should be happy. Someone must be happy. Someone. Uh, one must imagine the audience of Five Nights at Freddy's happy. Yes. <laughs> to, to paraphrase Sartre. Um, yeah. <laughs> was it Sartre that said that? I don't remember. One must imagine Sisyphus happy. Uh, Camus. Fuck. I knew it was a Camus. French Camus. See, it doesn't matter. That's the, that's the magic podcast. Just edit it. So you're like, as Camus said. As you know, Camus said. Uh, it's just, it's either going to be Camus or Sartre. And that's yeah. pretty much the, the extent of my uh, French existentialism. Um, I, that's I, I think that's more than you need. <laughs> I think you're overachieving a little bit. I think you're good. Uh, so, um, what are you playing? Oh, oh! I'm so glad you asked. I, I, it's easy. I didn't even need to write it down because I've only really been playing one game uh, the past few days. Uh, I finally got into Dave the Diver. Oh, and I I love it. It's like like I, I got it. I, I saw that it was available on Switch, and I went, "Well, that kind of feels perfect." Like everything I know about that game, that kind of feels that feels like a very Switchy game. Right. Uh, let's 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 throw down the money on that, and I got I got that one. And um, talk about a, a comfort food game. Yeah. Uh, it does such a good job at like giving you lots to do and without overwhelming you. Um, 
you know, the, 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 the sushi sections where you're running back and forth and everything, and it's kind of a time crunch are not that stressful. And even if, even if they do get crazy, it yeah, doesn't overstay its, its welcome. It's not that bad. Like it seems no. like it looks more stressful than it actually is. Like yeah, you have plenty yeah. of time to do this stuff. It's, it's perfectly charming. And, and I can sit there and, and do a day in about 15 minutes and, and, you know, collect some treasure shoot some some fish and uh and then and then of course my favorite part about it is how every now and then uh i i'm just like oh this is nice oh that's a shark that's a shark that's a shark and i like have to like get some distance and oh the shark fuck out of it yeah every time you see a shark you're like i've i I would start like we're like all right i think sharks are in this vicinity so i'm just gonna be really careful edging around here (laughs) yeah it's it's just a it's just a really satisfying game. I feel like every time I get out of the water I've accomplished just a little more. So it makes you want to it just it it, it baits that hook very nicely where just you're just you're constantly doing a little more and a little more and it's always satisfying. Uh, just a very, very well designed game. I I'm really enjoying it so far, so I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it's um, awesome. What about you, Kevin? What are you playing? Uh I am playing uh speaking of peter weller uh yes. i am playing robocop rogue city i am much further into it than last episode and god damn it i love this game awesome it is, it is um i can't i don't know what to what it is about the game that i love first of all robocop has infinite ammo um, okay that's always which, nice that's always nice. It, his yeah. basic handgun, like the gun that he keeps in this hit in his thigh, that goes and he takes yeah, out. Yeah. He has infinite ammo uh, with that one, um, and you can get this upgrade board. It's like the PCB board or whatever it's called. And you can put slot chips into it, and that you get nice. different upgrades. And but you have to be careful about which chips you slot because there will be like uh downgrades that you can accidentally link them to it's it's interesting oh, like there's a, that's interesting it's an interesting little like mini thing of like okay i gotta collect this ones that go this direction and not this direction it, because if it redirects power over here then right. i'll do five percent less damage or something um it's a lot of fun, uh, especially when it's like every time it's so 80s vil- in terms of the villains, because uh-huh. you are RoboCop. You have just gone through an entire area and killed 30 of your compatriots. And what are the next guys going to say? Oh, shit, it's RoboCop. Blast him. <laughs> Like, no or one, we're gonna oh, kill right. you, or whatever. Like, no, right. your job is to die. Yes, I am yes. RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the great so thing cool. is, is you can shoot guys in the dick. Nice. Um, you shoot them in the dick. They grab their dick. They go Lovely. down to their knees and they fall over. My favorite thing is to shoot them in the dick, and then when they go down onto their knees, shoot them in the head, blow their head off. It's a nice, nice. one-two punch. Um, you might say, Kevin, isn't that a little intense? Isn't that a little much? Isn't that a little nasty? Um, and I would say, yeah, but it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know, Kevin. That doesn't sound like something I would say. Um, 
Maybe our viewers at well, home. Well, not you, but the general. Not me specifically. I, I just imagine that somewhere uh, out there, Tipper Gore is in our audience. I would be thrilled. I'd be thrilled <laughs> for so many reasons. I can't tell you. <laughs> if Tipper Gore listened to Pixel It, uh, I would say we made it. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. That would be it. That, that'd be good enough for me. That'd be fine. <laughs> If, if like Tipper Gore throwing a, 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 a parental advisory label on us personally, oh, <laughs> that'd be like achieving your priesthood through the Pope. That would just be <laughs> amazing. So yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I I can't really say enough about it. Even like I took a screenshot of this one guy. I'm talking to this security guard. And the guy looks like as, uh, he is such fucking 80s character actor face. Like uh-huh. <laughs> he's a guy who clearly, you know, he had he had chicken pox as a kid, had a bad oh, case yeah, sure. of it, lot, lot of pock marks. He's probably 40, but has been smoking his entire life. So he looks, <laughs> you know, you know, there's there's different there's different 40 hits different now, you know? It it really does. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> so, but anyway, I took a screenshot sh- screenshot of that guy. Um actually, hold on. Hold on. Uh let me see if I can if I can bring this guy up. I'm going to uh do a see if I can do a little quick screen share of of our gentleman of our fine gentlemen here, uh, share screen, and I am going to share this guy and share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy's got a big old, uh, just a full 1987 face. That is, yeah. That is, yeah. he is, he is living in 1987. That is that um, is his time. Holy shit! He is a he is like three years away from di- being diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. Uh, <laughs> Man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. God damn, it's true. It's true. Our our our, our generation's forty hits way different. Yeah, it's. <laughs> and I mean, this guy might be in the. I don't know. I'm just saying he's he feels like a 1987 40. Uh, <laughs> oh, without He's question. Born a couple years after the Great War, or, or yes, World yes. War II, rather, and uh, <laughs> you know, he 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 started smoking at five. Of course, yeah, he was. Yeah, was that was that was his. As, that was it. Was yeah. doctor recommended? Yeah, exactly. That was they was he he'd turned he turned five, and they said, okay, so do you want uh, okay, you know son, regular or menthol? Here's your first. Here's your first pack. It's, yep. uh, now these are healthier option. Um, it's it's Lucky Strikes. They're toasted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Somewhere John Ham gets his wings. Exactly. Um, again, he's just again. And, he's, and he's just gained so many wings at this point. He's like one of those biblically accurate angels with like I forgot, nineteen pairs of them. And I forgot he, he, he's playing a fucking angel in the in the Good Omens series. So that's oh, that's funny. He plays Gabriel. Um. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> Fuck it, you know? Fuck it. 
Uh, but yeah, so yeah, that's it. RoboCop Rogue City. Nice. Um, yeah, that that's that's uh, in the next two that I've got to play. The only thing I the only bad thing I'll say about it is that the I've had a bo- the one boss fight I've had so far um, was against uh, an Ed two hundred nine unit, okay. and it was like a very it was a heavy bullshit boss fight um, because it basically doesn't need to stop firing. And oh, you're geez. RoboCop, you don't really move too fast. So right. it's like a lot of spamming and waiting for your shield upgrade to recharge and then throwing basically every explodable object you can find on the map into into the Ed 209's uh, sure. face. So, um, but yeah, I cheesed him a little bit and, and won and moved on. Nice. <laughs> No, that, uh, this definitely looks like it'd be worth uh, playing. Yeah. This looks really interesting. Yeah. Uh, so that'll do it for tonight's episode. But before we go, Phil, do you have a website in mind? Uh, I've been looking for a website. Maybe the audience has been looking for a website too. Just a just a fucking a website to go to. I I my my browser. I have nothing. I have nowhere to go. My browser nowhere bar. It's empty. Huh. Search history. Nothing. Nothing. Wow. Where should I go? Well, you know, maybe a little something to amuse your palate could be found at patreon.com slash pixelitpod, where you can join us for free and just be a part of the community or enter into one of three tiers to help support us and uh, help us keep the lights and the uh, internet webs running and the tubes that we crawl through on a daily basis well lubricated with digital jelly. That's what we're looking for. Every little bit counts. And again, you don't even have to spend a dollar for us. You don't even have to you don't have to do any of that. You can just be a part of the community. It means the world to us. Uh Pixelit or patreon.com slash pixelit pod. Do it today. Lube tubes. Lube tubes. And speaking of those wonderful people who support us and we love very much, this is, comes to the time in the show where we reference, remember, respect, friendly friend. Thank you so friendly much, friend. friendly friend, friendly for friends. all of your support. Thank it means you for the your world to us. Support and dollars. It is the best. We it's love the best it. thing ever. We love it. We love it. Uh, otherwise, if you're looking for other places to follow us. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us, even the fucking Twitter. Uh, actually, don't follow us on Twitter. Don't follow don't us. Do. That's all right. Uh, you can follow us on Blue Sky. Uh, Blue Sky. At pixelitpod.com. Uh, and, and Phil and I are on there. Uh, mm-hmm. Pixelit Kevin. Or I'm no, fun Kevin, Kevin.pixelitpod.com. And uh, Phil makes monsters.bsky.net. Whatever. Yeah, you know, just, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the handles. Uh, Instagram, we're on there too. Um, Yeah, or just if you don't know how to get to our Patreon page, you can go to pixelitpod.com. It'll redirect you right on over there. Um, Boom. And uh, we have a Discord. So join our Discord, join the conversation, have some fun with us. It's a good time. It really Uh, is. That'll do it for tonight's episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. 